You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. This show was produced on the lands of the Gadigal people, as well as the lands of the Kulin Nations. We acknowledge the traditional custodians of those lands and pay our respects to their elders past and present. We recognise the ongoing chains of justice from invasion until now. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. This program is produced in Melbourne for 3CR and the Community Radio Network with the support of the Community Radio Foundation. Hello everyone and welcome to Stick Together. I'm your host James Brennan. Stick Together is the only national radio program focusing on new new news, worker stories and social justice issues. On this week's show, we will hear from Jacob Greck as he interviews Brett Collins from Justice Action. Justice Action is a prisoners' rights and advocacy group operating predominantly out of Sydney. But first, with Melbourne and Sydney looking to open much of their cities back up in line with vaccination rates, workers are facing extra challenges to ensure their workplace is safe and they feel comfortable returning to work. The best way to do that is to join your union and become an active member of your union in your workplace. Head to unionsaustralia.org.au to find out which union covers your workplace. Now, in union news this week, CFMEU members involved in the protest at the union building could be expelled from the union, according to The Guardian. A union spokesperson said, quote, Members who played a role in any violent behaviour will be met with the CFMEU executive and can be expelled from the union. The Victorian government announced a $15 million package to support the Victorian arts sector, And while welcomed from the arts community, much of the money will go to existing businesses rather than artists themselves. The MUA, ETU and NTEU have raised concerns about the new military alliance between the US, UK and Australia, AUKUS. The union opposition is part of a larger pushback against the military agreement, with online events held across the country gathering hundreds of activists since the announcement. And now we'll hear from Jacob with his interview with Brett Collins from Justice Action. Here I am in the hollowed environs via um, the wonders of cyberspace um, of Trades Hall in Sydney. Um, I'm here in in Trades Hall, basically, to talk to Brett Collins from Justice Action. Now, Brett, welcome to Stick Together Show. Wonderful to speak with you, Jacob. Brett, there's been a fair bit of media in recent times about the issues of COVID in prisons. Um, what's the latest on that? Oh, it's an extremely serious situation. You've got, to say, at the moment, what, almost 40, 45,000 people sitting inside the prisons. And because there isn't social distancing, there's no chance for people to um, separate themselves from other people in the same way as the public health orders. It means that people are really are sitting ducks. They're very likely to catch infections. And the example of what's happened in, in the US uh, says that there'll be something like six times the rate of infections inside prisons, that the um, re- results of that will be many deaths uh, because of the uh, sickness, other sickness generally. Six times the rate. Yeah, six times the rate. I mean, it's just, it's, you know, because people are, are passing through choke points, security points, there's, um, there's a sort of lack of, of care by guards. They bring, the, they bring the infections in and then just goes, whoa. And the contamination just spreads like wildfire through, through, the, through the prison system. Right. You just mentioned health. You were starting to talk about health. Is there a health, apart from COVID, are there health issues in the prisons? 
Oh, look, absolutely. You know, the people who are in prison, they, you know, they are uh, very much more sick than the um, average uh, person in the community. Now, the, the, uh, you know, the obviously mental health issues, the tension of being separated from families, but then, of course, there's the drug use. So many people are in there, 75%. Recording in progress. Um, some sort of drug, um, uh, um, uh, some sort of drug um, relationship as well, and then then on top of that, you've got the poor health services in the prison. You can't uh, choose which doctor uh, you want to see. You've got one, or in most times the nurse. Um, so it's not the same as actually finding one doctor um, uh, not satisfactory whom you right. don't trust. Um, whoever you get. Um, is uh, somebody who um, tries to get you out of the uh, uh, the surgery as fast as they can and don't respect you, and there's a real feel about that in the in the system. Yes, I remember from the very very short times of um of managed to stay as a guest of Her Majesty, um any complaint was largely met with take a Panadol and go back. Well, these days you don't even get a panadol. <laughs> so stop whinging. Get back to yourself. <laughs> no, but it's that when you haven't any other place to go and you really uh, are in pain and so you're not trusted, not respected, uh, that's pretty bad. And, um, yeah. and having health departments you know, who who ignores you and despite you know your um, you know very um, significant um, personal and social health difficulties, always tough. Yeah. And um, so with COVID, much like anything else we're seeing in all other aspects of society, while in, in some ways a big part of society is slowed down because of this situation in prisons and um, because of what I've been seeing on your social media, um, the work of justice action seems to have stepped up. I oh, won't say a notch, I'll say three or four notches since the start of this pandemic. No, okay, absolutely. When the issue, of course, is that you've got all these people inside the prisons and they can't they can't speak. You've got the also family members who are outside. Normally, three people connected to every person who's in prison, and so the, the impact of some being isolated, um, not being able to get out of these cells. So at the moment, people are being locked down. Most times, it's locked down for um, almost a whole day. And the doors opened and then closed and behind them. Out sometimes people being out for ten minutes only, and for periods of three or four weeks without having walking in the sunshine. That has an immense psychological effect on the, on people in prison, and that's the sort of thing that obviously comes out later. But um, the, those conditions, lack of contact with families, uh, it means that you've got to distort a group of people inside the prisons, but then, of course, outside you've got um, uh, uh, masses, hundreds and hundreds of people who've been making contact with us and saying, come on, what can we do? How can we stop this? And the media, of course, has been interested. The parliamentary inquiries have happened, and there's a lot of um, uh, recriminations at the moment, particularly at the private prison system who, um, who've who been the slackest of all and have intense infections running through that. Well, it's often the way, isn't it, the privatisation of all, whether we're talking about trams or buses or hospitals or schools, or indeed prisons and immigration detention centres. It's the privatisation of what were, up until quite recently, at least in your and my lifetimes, um, provided by governments as public services. But that the reason I'm calling you from the Stick Together show, Brett, is, um, as you know, it's a trade union show, and um, there's been a little bit of talk around the traps I'm hearing bits and pieces about the Australian Prisoners' Union. Now, I heard about the Australian Prisoners' Union probably in the early 2000s in a very informal sense, but um, what's the latest developments on the Australian Prisoners' Union? 
Oh, look, it's a very important, actually. At times like these, particularly when you've got COVID running through the system, and obviously um, there, we have a different, even a different um, uh, uh, dialogue about some COVID, that we have to live with um, COVID. Living with COVID doesn't really apply at all inside the prison, so there needs to be, you know, people need to be able to get up and talk to express their concerns. And, and when you've got um, almost 50,000 people sitting inside the prisons, then to have some chance to have that voice coming through is essential. So we, what we did was um, make sure that the weight of um, uh, all, the, all that trauma or the, uh, the argument or the anger of people inside and out um, was expressed in some sort of way. So we thought, let's put it in behind the, the, the entity, the, uh, the body, which is the, most, uh, the best way to express that, which is the Australian Prisons Union, which, which was launched back in 1999. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, but we thought, well, uh, let's get it up and running. Let's make sure that the voice is properly heard and we have a chance to and use it not only for the COVID situation, but also with um, with what's happening very shortly around OPCAT. And OPCAT is the, the well, Convention on Torture? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, it is. It's the look. It's the it's the Convention Against Torture, which is the United Nations Convention. But then, what Australia did was it was very embarrassed by what happened with the young Aboriginal kids up in the Domdale and uh, Northern Territory uh, Juvenile Justice um, uh, Centre up there, where they had some uh, kids who were uh, hooded and and uh, tied down to chairs so for a long period, looking looking something like the Guantanamo Bay situation. So yeah. um, it, it was so embarrassing to the Turnbull government that they decided at that stage that they would have a walk into that and then they were pushed into into um, uh, signing the optional protocol which is op optional protocol to the convention against torture they were they were called opcat and mm -hmm. so and around opcat and um, there's been a lot of push a lot of momentum now uh, to make sure that all jurisdictions every state and territory has um, some sort of way of monitoring what's happening inside places detention um, they say up at the um, in January 2022 which is only four months away mm. so it's, um, there's a big push now um, for that to happen so it's important I, I guess the Australian prisoners Union will play a role in um, in monitoring um, monitoring breaches of the convention against and I've just brought it up as um, I'm talking to you because we often talk about it as a convention against torture but uh, technically it's a convention against torture and other cruel inhumane or degrading treatment or punishment Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah well, it's great. look, it goes wider than just um, torture. And yeah. now, what they did to um, to that um, kid up and then in um, in Dondale, well, yeah, right. you know, there are a whole lot of things actually which are almost taken for granted, which is locking people into solitary confinement, you know, even just locking them in a cell and leaving them there for a long period. That's yeah. actually has an immense impact on people's people's ability to um, survive. The you know lack of social contact and a whole range of things there really um, they cause unnecessary distress, which is the the term that's used um, to talk about torture and mm -hmm. causing unnecessary distress. And and, um, we've seen this on the bigger picture, of course, with um, Julian Assange over, over in Belmarsh Prison in London, where he wasn't allowed to be extradited because of the mental anguish and, and, and distress. And it's not just Julian, it's like he's obviously a celebrity, a celebrity case, but this is happening, you know, this is happening to kids in the Northern Territory who, you know, 15, 16 years old, who may be there because they've stolen a bicycle. Yeah, that's right. Look, it's appalling, especially when you realise that also, particularly Aboriginal kids, they live in their community, they live with family around them all the time. So to be isolated in a cell you know, by yourself at that age is just really, well, that term causing unnecessary distress is exactly that. 
There's no reason at all why people can't be held together and giving support to each other, having peer support. And even then, the justice system still get what they want, what it wants, which is, you know, ideally a person um, uh, uh, kept out of the general community and the community to be safe while it's deciding what's occurring. But there is no reason. Um, for that extra imposition, the extra um, uh, uh, the effect on someone that is so distressing um, as to be kept separate to occur. But there are other issues as well. I mean, there, like we saw what happened with the uh, hooding of the young of the, uh, a young boy in, in um, Dondale. But there are other issues, like, for example, strip searching of people is another issue. Strip searching for, for women who have been abused, sexually abused, for you know, mm. taking their clothes off and to um, uh, uh, compel them to bend over and whatever. How, you know, how demeaning and how much, um, you know, uh, uh, how much like the uh, uh, sexual assault that they've, they've had to endure. In, in, um, for the earlier parts of their lives. So something like 90% of women in that situation who are in jail uh, have been subjected to sexual assault and, and, and abuse. And then have them speak for themselves. So, so you know, how could you possibly have a have a, um, a an inspection regime and a national preventative mechanism, which is intended to go in and see what's going on, without making sure the human beings whom you're inspecting have a chance of feeding back and saying what they think, so you can they can be part of the reporting mechanism. Now, currently, that's not the case. Nowhere in the world. And so we're making sure that there is a mechanism for get, carrying that detainee voice forward and that the that the Australian Prison Union, Union becomes that, that it can report directly to the OPCAT and there's an advisory group. They have a, that it should be on the advisory group and giving giving the Commonwealth Ombudsman, who's actually in charge, he's, in, he's the, um, the coordinating body for all the states and territories to report and um, that, that um, Commonwealth Ombudsman should have the advice from detainees themselves, in order that it is effective and not just another another wank, which um, just gives more jobs to bureaucrats and has no effect on the ground. Now, this sounds like crazy talk. This sounds like crazy talk. A lot of people, you're going to have to admit, would say prisoners having a right to monitor um, grievances against them. That sounds like crazy talk. I, I, I can already hear the voices saying, well, they didn't want to be treated like shit. Maybe they shouldn't have um, committed the crime in the first place, but I just want to say this is the same kind of crazy talk people were saying about building unions and clothing unions and manufacturing unions when they first kicked off in Australia. What right have the unwashed masses, who are just labourers and workers for a living, got to say about their conditions? And um, the Australian union movement has a proud tradition of saying, I guess, nothing about us without us, which is why the building workers in Melbourne marched for the eight-hour day while the you know, right up into more recent times, my um, my introduction to union issues growing up in Darlinghurst was um, the Green Bands and, of course, the Green Bands around Gladesville. Um, so I guess in some ways, while it might sound initially like a bit of crazy, crazy talk, it actually follows in that tradition of um, the Australian union movement being on the front foot in... in um, in recognising the community of its workers and people in the community and um, de demanding a say in, in the conditions of their work. Oh, absolutely. In fact, look, if, you, if nothing else, um, it, it just recognising their humanity 
to actually hear from them and recognize that they have a living the life that you intend to improve, not to engage them is just an outrage, actually. Mm. I mean, you wouldn't have you know, men talking about um, women, you know, and actually dictating terms to women. Well, they did for years, but thankfully we all agree that should change. Ah, uh, well, you see, I mean, if it comes just down to effectiveness as well, I mean, quite honestly, we are, are, we are trying, um, if we have a, a convention against torture, we are accepting the fact that we actually don't approve of torture and, that there, and we have mechanisms of people who are being paid to ensure that doesn't happen. Now, if that's to be happen, happen effectively, there is no choice but to ensure that the people who are affected have a voice and, and monitor it carefully if they are being honest. And of course, there's that. That is proviso. <laughs> yeah. so I'm sure that the bosses and on um, on um, uh, different uh, work sites may well have some sort of a, um, a paper tiger up there to inspect yeah. workplaces and and say that they're abiding by the rules of while well, they're not at all. Well, we've seen that in it. We've seen that in many, in many, too many cases to to articulate on um, on things like occupational health and safety grounds, for example, where bosses just tick off and they. You know, they almost they tripping over ladders and tripping over all kinds of things on on um, building sites, for example, while they're while they're um, while they're ticking off the OHS provisos, and that's why, again, to bring it back to to other unions, people in in factory settings, engineering factories, um, construction sites, public transport, have demanded and won the right for their own representatives to determine the occupational health and safety and um, provisions on, on their websites and on, on their work sites, sorry. And um, and I think it sounds to me like the Australian Prisoners Union is um, building on the work of those other unions over the years. Oh, look, absolutely. When work health and safety is one of the issues, in fact, in which the uh, union, the Australian Prisoners Union will be engaged. The whole range of things, of course, that followed from, from the... Uh, the a support and creation and and development of the Australian Prisoners Union, but some of them will be, of course, um, just making sure that uh, the work sites are safe, that the um, that people um, are COVID safe, um, that uh, people who are sick in fact do have um, access to the doctor, and when that doesn't happen, then to make a complaint through the right through the right um, uh, uh, quarters to make sure from a, on a day by day basis. Um, that um, prisoners are safer. In fact, there are structures already in place for um, for just exactly that to occur. In most um, uh, jurisdictions, they have what they call prisoner advisory committees or inmate advisory advisory committees who are who are there, you know, just for that purpose. And most times, most times, they're elected from the prisoner body, and so there's this issue. This is a this is a, a not a in some ways a radical issue. It's the entitlement of people to be represented, have their representations, representatives up there and and talking. And then for those to also to have a collective um, a, a voice, so they can actually speak not just at the local um, uh, cell block or in the yard or in the in the in the pod, uh, and not just in the prison itself, but to all prisons. And so we have a we have a um, a, a supervision um, of conditions of safety issues of payments of ensuring that people have rehabilitation services, have access to education, a whole range of things which are services where there's a massive amount of money being spent. And for prisons, against prisons mainly, yes. um, you know, massive amount of money. But there's very little money that's tripping through to supply services, um, so that prisoners, when they come out, have actually more ability. They can survive outside. That when they come out there, um, uh, we have a safer community instead of um, what's often the case. People come out more damaged, sicker, 
more likely to um, carry infections back into the community like COVID. Um, so they incubate infections inside the prisons and then, and then release people. So they, they uh, can't survive and they're sick and they um, infect other people when they come out and can't become family sure. members. Sure. Yeah, and no. we've, we've had just in, uh, I'm talking to you in, in late September, but we've had um, in the past couple of weeks um, uh, one um, uh, youth juvenile justice ad, um, worker come down with COVID. We don't know at this stage of recording whether he spread it in the, in the um, youth detention centre um, in Sydney, um, out near uh, Wer- uh, Warrington, I think, near Penrith. We've had other people in COVID. We've had um, security guards. We've had all kinds of people visiting. But another point I want to I want to raise, Brett, just to, to step to the side a moment. We're talking the Australian Prisoners Union, and um, we're talking about prisoners. But how does that fit? For, how would it fit for other detainees? We have people who are detained in Australia in all manner of things, and juvenile justice who aren't legally classified as prisoners. I guess we have. Um, asylum seekers who are being held in detention centres, both onshore and offshore. We've got uh, thousands, I, I'm probably not exaggerating, but my understanding is there are thousands of people who are in prisons that haven't been yet convicted of a crime. And then we've got things like people on um, on medical intervention orders, um, forced medications, people in forensic psycho- psycho- psychiatric institutes, etc., does the Australian Prisoners Union take into account them or, is it, or are we looking um, finally at just prisoners in adult prisons in Australia? Uh, we're, definitely the Australian Prisoners Union is looking at, at all people who are in detention, and we use that term quite um, widely. So it includes, for example, um, people inside the um, psychiatric um, hospitals, but also people who are on community treatment orders. So we're most concerned about this um, extension of the coercive apparatus to, to even people who are held on parole or who are intensive corrections orders. So people who are conditionally um, released. Uh, that's a very um, a, a concerning area. And, uh, and even in people who are in immigration detention who actually allow down the community, but who can be returned pretty rapidly. Those people sometimes are the most vulnerable, who are unprepared even to raise their hand and complain, because if they dare complain, they're likely to go back into the detention centre. So yeah. that requires our detention situation is one which, in which we have a particular role for the Australian prisoners. Once, once, once your freedom is compromised, you're a detainee, you're a prisoner. Now, I understand, and I don't want to make light and say we're all prisoners at the moment in Sydney anyway under these COVID lockdowns, but it's nothing like actually being a prisoner. But um, I understand that a lot of the comrades around Trades Hall would be on leave at the moment working from home because of the lockdown and the pandemic, and, of course, we've seen the building industry shut down in recent days in Melbourne and things like that. So there isn't a lot of scope to talk, yet I have been hearing words around the traps, primarily from um, from blue-collar unions, I, I, I must add, about the Australian Prisoners Union. So what sort of reaction have you been getting from those people you have been managing to talk to? Right. Well, we're at the stage now where we actually um, are fanning out, getting support um, for the um, for the registration before the Fair Work Commission. So we actually what we're going to do is ensure that there's an um, acknowledgement of the prisoner community and that that community, even just that idea, 
and that the prisoner community has a community, that there are people who are affected similarly, that who you, who are living in the same space, who are subject to the same sorts of um, coercive behaviour and and unfair behaviour by authorities. That that's um, uh, is important. So we've been getting up to other to other unions, uh, talking to them carefully, putting out a proposal with the intention that we get some support from people, as we did back in 1999, where we had the international support from from a very large um, um, broad group of people, including unions. We had the, the CFMU, who's actually um, at that stage, uh, uh, gave support to us, and Teachers Street, New South Wales Teachers Federation, and also, um, gee, a number, there's a number of unions who gave support to us at that, st at that stage. What and about so the um, Prison Guards Union, the SPSF? Well, that's interesting. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> the, um, there was actually, I, I think, um, the um, I, um, community, oh, I'm not sure. Community the Public Sector Union, CPSF. <laughs> That's it. That's it. You gave us support to back in nineteen ninety nine. So, so um, you know, it's it's actually I think in everyone's interest, in the prison guards' interest, and in the community's interest, that there is a sense of um, a, a responsibility that people do look after each other, and we build that. And I think that's really one of the um, inspiring things about the Australian Prisoners Union is that there's a sense of people taking control instead of being told what to do, taking control of their own community, looking after each other in the way in which we actually build that a sense of um, a togetherness and and um, and uh, mutual obligation so that when they are released they also carry that out instead of feeling resentful to the general community because they uh, were excluded and they um, and were bypassed a lot of decisions or felt that they were treated with um, with contempt and come out with a sense of uh, sense of resentment they can feel as though yep mm. I can fit back into the community I'm part of this I was given support by my fellows inside the jail and I know they'll be out there as well because there's a community out there that um, has the prison experience yes. and so, so it's not just their family Family, it's the larger community, and often with people who do have prison experience, who are you know, in the indigenous community, in you know, very specific groups, who quite often actually are the people who go to, do go to jail, and so and they're the people who um, do continue to give support. So I think it's entirely a positive thing. It's a positive well, I look, I look forward to the um, the first workplace meeting of the um, combined meeting of the Prisoners Union and the SPSF. Um, <laughs> <laughs> taking place at Parkley Prison because we all know it's the corporations that run these things that are that are the real problem. Oh, that's it for Stick Together this week. If you want to follow the story from this episode, head along to justiceaction.org.au. There you can find out about the Supreme Court action they're involved in, or you can get involved in the campaign yourself. Thank you to Jacob and Brett. Now, if you want to catch up with our program, the podcast is available at 3cr.org.au, at iTunes, or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can contact the producers of the show at sticktogether3cr at gmail.com. My name's James Brennan, and remember, wherever you are, whatever you do, there's a union for you. Until next time, stick together. San Quentin, you've been living hell to me. You blistered me since 1963. I've seen them come and go and I've seen them die And long ago I stopped asking why San Quentin, I hate every inch of you You cut me and you scarred me through and through 
And I'll walk out a wiser, weaker man Mr. Congressman, you can't understand What good do you think you do? Do you think I'll be different when you're through? You bend my heart and mind and you warp my soul. Your stone walls turn my blood a little cold. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.